Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created the show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. Condemned by science and considered a pseudoscience, astrology has had a long uphill battle in finding its place in this world. Many blame modern-day psychology for ruining astrology, postulating that astrology has come to sound more like affirmations of what people want to hear about themselves and think about the world around them, and less like observational science, studying the distinct correlation between occurrences in the sky and in the material world. Still, others argue that modern-day psychology has only given more validity to astrology. Regardless of which stance one takes, astrology has been here for thousands of years, and the need to undermine astrology outright undermines the wisdom and teachings of so many ancient civilizations before us. Born in Babylon, astrology hit a peak during the Hellenistic period in the Mediterranean and has since evolved with the religious, cultural, philosophical, as well as psychological influence of the great minds of its time. It has subsequently taken on different types. The birth of what would be considered pop astrology began in the late 19th century with English astrologer Alan Leo. In 1889, Leo launched the Astrologer's Magazine, later named Modern Astrology in which he gave away free horoscopes. Driven by a mainstream desire to understand astrology in more simple terms, Leo popularized the sun sign as an indication of your character, focusing more on recognizing the psychological aspects of astrology rather than on the prediction of events. His influence has been defined as a turning point in horoscope representation. Leo, big into theosophy, or the teachings about God and the world based on mystical insight, introduced the concepts of reincarnation, karma, and volition of the soul into the model of astrology. Even though it is said he contradicted everything ancients thought and taught, by 1895, Leo became the most popular and influential astrologer in the world and is credited for stimulating an astrology revival at the start of the New Age. In the 1960s, the revival of the sun sign approach to astrology took off when New Age ideology went mainstream. Science at the time made us feel small through the recognition of us being one galaxy among an infinitely expanding universe. So people took comfort in knowing their personalities were reflected in the stars. Psychiatrist Carl Jung also took an interest in astrology during this time. He placed astrology on par with mythology in explaining the workings of the human psyche and referenced it frequently in his books. Also in the 1960s, Dane Rudyard founded the International Committee for humanistic astrology, coining humanistic astrology, associating astrology with a sound philosophical and psychological perspective. Rudyard's findings subsequently stripped astrology of its foretelling ways and recast it as a psychological helping profession. In the late 19th century began a 50-year effort to collect unpublished Hellenistic astrological texts and put them into books. In the early 1990s, a group of astrologers took on the long and arduous task of translating these texts from original Greek, calling this effort Project Hindsight. And after a decade and a half, Project Hindsight has said to have received and translated all of the old astrological methods, 
These findings have come to complicate what became a love affair of astrology and psychology. Hellenistic astrology shed light on the causal relationship between the movement of the planet and the stars and the material world on Earth. The present-day notion of free will taints that fatalistic view of the ancients. The influence of modern psychology on astrology today illuminates and enriches that intimate part of astrology that was more clouded to the ancients. It has allowed present-day astrology to take on more of a counseling approach, and unlike back in early times, it has opened it up substantially to women. That is a large feat in itself. In American history, astrology has been strongly relied upon during great uncertain times in our history, like that of World War I and II. It has been looked to for explanations, certainty, as well as hope. Present day, this pandemic has renewed an interest in astrology, and astrological services seem to be high in demand once again. Present day astrologers were able to draw upon astrological phenomenon of the past, like during other pandemics and plagues in our history, to better assist them in speculating as well as predicting the outcome for present day times. Astrologers view these large world events as more of an existential lesson to be learned. They emphasize its function as more of a form of historical consciousness instead of the age-old occult superstition of fortune-telling. Astrologers give us more understanding of people, collective interactions, as well as the future and sustainability of our planet. Without astrology, we would be left in the dark. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the wonderful pleasure of having Eileen Grimes on my show. She is a forensic astrologer and the host of Jupiter Rising, which airs right here on KKNW on Saturdays from 11 to 12. Today, we will be discussing astrology, what the age of Aquarius will bring, chart similarities of a serial killer, and more. Plus, she will be offering you a mini astrology reading later on the show. So stick around. You won't want to miss it. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. The veil is the line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. 
They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Are you trying to boost your fertility and get pregnant? Not sure what to eat during your current pregnancy? Are you currently breastfeeding during postpartum? Sacred Medicine Mamas can help you to map out and optimize your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Allow Dr. Janelle Clayton, chiropractor, and holistic nutritionist Marjorie Glenn to help you thrive during this special time in your life. We offer high-quality nutritional supplements, meal planning, as well as mindfulness practices for your overall well-being. Shop our online store and holistic dispensary to find the best organic and natural products for you and baby. Set up a virtual consultation today. Results are priceless. Book a free consultation now by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com. Or call 541-639-4575. That's 541-639-4575. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip, that's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having forensic astrologer Eileen Grimes on my show. Eileen is the host of Jupiter Rising, which airs right here on KKNW Saturdays from 11 to noon. Hey, Eileen, thanks for being here today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a most opportune time, most opportune day. Um, I want to get into the energies of what's happening right now. But first, can <laughs> I ask you, how long have you been an astrologer? For just about 31 years. Oh, only? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 31 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Uh, I started in 1990 and okay. sort of started by accident, actually. I was meeting a client and... He was looking at my chart, and I gave him my chart information. I happened to know it really well. And he was reading my chart, and he said, you know, this is what I see, blah, blah, blah. And I said, how come you know all that and I don't? (laughs) So any time something like that happens, that furthers me to want to figure out what how the heck they know that stuff right. so anyway yeah and then exactly. so what exactly is a forensic astrologer well it's like taking a you know uh, a psychological astrologer one step further i mean if i were to do the horoscope of say ted bundy and he was still alive it'd be one thing to look at his chart and analyze it but it'd be another thing to figure out why he made all the decisions he made and that kind of thing because it's basically the why behind the psychology mm. how come they do this why why did they do this why did you murder 30 women you know and where did that come from and so the the forensic stuff is just a really in-depth type of analysis of a chart yeah. So, yeah, and I know one other astrologer, Jeff Green, who um, who was a forensic astrologer. He was very much that way. He, I remember I had a reading with him one time, and, you know, he didn't mince words. First thing he said, well, God made you a natural psychologist, so you just have to do that. <laughs> I said, well, okay. And so, um, so the psychological part of myself... Wanted, I always find that once I kind of decode a mystery, 
I want to know why. Why did they do these things? What spurred them to make the decisions they made? And so that's the forensic part of it. Okay. And that you're, yeah. you're such a great example of how psychology has really merged with astrology. Oh, it is. You know, and it's helped me more than anything else with my own stuff. You know, um, I remember years ago when I was in psychotherapy, not that I was, I just felt like I needed to talk to somebody. But once I discovered astrology, it was just kind of fell into my lap. Mm -hmm. And I realized that all the answers I needed were right there, you know, and I didn't have to go to that anymore. And when I told my psychologist that I wasn't coming back and I told her why, she says, well, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but psychology is kind of an interesting thing to use psychology as a self-analytical tool, yeah, which it really is. That's, so That's really good. So, yeah. so let's talk about, I want to, let's talk about the energy right now and what's oh, happening. Oh, do we to, have to? <laughs> we, we might as well talk about the elephant in the room, Eileen. So. Oh, man. <laughs> So what's going on? What what's, what made this happen? What's going on well, in the chart? Well, most of you people know what's been going on in Washington, D.C. this morning. It basically was almost a riot by a lot of Trump supporters all stormed the Capitol building. And um, and all of the uh, legislators in the Congress, they all had to go into lockdown. You know, it's just nuts. So, I mean, I, I did this chart this morning before this even started. Um, it was um, a situation where at 1 o'clock today, at their time in Washington, D.C., was the start of the congressional hearings on the electoral votes. So I did a chart on that, and that's the thing, that's the thing I love about astrology. When you know an event is coming up in time, you can time a chart mm. for exactly when it starts. You know, and so I did a chart for that, and I looked at it, and I thought, well, this looks interesting because, um, let me pull the chart out here. Here it is. I have it right in front of me. Um, the interesting thing was is that um, the there's the Sun, there's Pluto, there's uh, Mercury and Saturn and Jupiter all there at the top of the chart, except Saturn and Jupiter are now in the sign of Aquarius. That's in the 10th house, and the other three are in the 9th house. The 10th house, 10th house cusp has to do with the world, how the world, world sees us. So I thought, well, that could mean some interesting things, because Aquarius is naturally very rebellious. And then I looked over to the 12th house. I said, oh, good grief. You know, we've got Uranus and Mars in the 12th house. And I said, that could be something very um, disturbing happening out of the blue that could really be like an, an uprising. Well, there it was. Wow. <laughs> it was right there on TV. Huh. You know, and the 12th house isn't stuff you'd naturally see closely, really, in front of you. You wouldn't see it. It'd be kind of sneaking up from you from a peripheral standpoint. Okay. And so this kind of just snuck in the back door, and there it was, all over the steps of the Capitol building. So um, it's it's amazing to watch the events happening. You know, you can do a chart for any event. Yeah. You know, if you know that something's coming up or a past event, you can do a chart for it and see what was in the air at the time that didn't actually cause it but was prevailing over the whole place. Mm. So. And then, yeah. so what What can we expect then tomorrow in D.C.? Well, it's going to be easier because Mars basically, when a planet gets to the last degree of a sign, particularly Mars, and Mars is in its own sign of Aries, 
this is something that I was looking at a, a post on Facebook today from another astrologer. It says, when a planet gets to the final degree of a sign, the 29th degree, that means it's going to be really hot. Hmm. Well, to say the least, you know. It's going to be on point, basically, about ready to give out this last big kick so that the, you know, because Aries is, is about war, you know, it's about conflict. You know, um, it was interesting because this planet is right at the last degree, 20, 29 minutes. What is this now, anyway? Okay, I'm looking. Oh, yeah, it's just right at the end of the sign. And then it goes into Taurus today at 5.30 p.m., so uh, Taurus is much gentler than Aries is. Aries is definitely into fighting, mm. you know, and its own sign, too. Yeah. Aries is the god of war, you know, and um, and when things come up to fight, you fight. So, And so yeah. it's moving into a more calmer planet. Yeah, Taurus is way more calm. And Maybe so it, what's interesting <laughs> is they just announced a curfew. At 6 p.m. Yes, I know. So, yeah, at 5.30. So yeah. how fitting that everything's going to simmer down. Yeah, well, you know, we can hope so, right. you know, but I think given that, um, that this energy has been with us all day, you know, to um, it's amazing that it, it could have been a whole lot worse, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. It could have been a lot worse, but right now the National Guard are in there and they're trying to take over and they're getting the place calmed down a bit. So, so um, yeah. And so, I feel like the energy has been driving from, obviously, from 2020. And so, yeah. I mean, what do we have on the horizon for this year? What can we expect for 2021? Are we, do well, we have any big conjunctions this year? You know, after after seeing this today, I'm kind of going, I would have to revise my whole plan for this year. <laughs> you know, because... Yeah. Because it just came up like, you know, like washed up on the shore, and we have to deal with this. We have to deal with an essential uh, rage that's going on in this country for four years that's been going on with this president. And I hate to bring him into the conversation, but you can't not really do that. But um, but the thing is, the interesting thing is that he's going to be, he, his legacy will be this event. You know, and it will, he'll be remembered for this big riot that he started, you know, and that's something that we all don't want. I wouldn't want to have that on my record books. So um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to watch because on the flip side, when we get in the, uh, the new administration, it's going to be much calmer, more gentler. We saw Biden speak on TV earlier, mm-hmm. and he talked about how sad it was, and he just looked like he was going to cry. He really did. It was so upsetting for him. But and he's saying it's so embarrassing for the world to see us in this sort of like in a in a agitated state, in a police state, mm-hmm. you know, and that uh, so I don't know if I'd be embarrassed. I'd be worried about not letting the thing getting out of hand. That was that would be something I'd be worried about. But anyway, um, I think um, it's going to change fundamentally in a couple of weeks. We've got, got two more weeks to live through this, kids. This is going to be tough, hmm. you know, because we have a president who has a son Uranus conjunction, which makes him highly unpredictable. So, it, it's at any given moment something will come out of the back, back uh, somewhere, back room, and come out, and you know, he, it's like you didn't even see it coming, type mm-hmm. of thing. So anyway, yeah, that's enough on that stuff. So, but, can I ask you then about the virus itself? I mean, because obviously there were some conjunctions around that, also. 
right, as, as far as when that started. Do you see anything in the chart for this year as far as maybe it kind of going away a little bit? <laughs> well, I think it's going to ease off for a while. It's going to be uh, as much going to be more calm now that Mars is moving into Taurus. Mars is, you know, I gotta say, even though Mars isn't an outer planet, which takes a lot more impact on us, but it's unconscious. Mars is very conscious, and it's really the matter of igniting some sort of conflict, you know, if there was a conflict to be had. So uh, when I'm seeing Taurus moving into a new sign, I'm very relieved with this, because Mars into Aries is hard. It is. It stays in a sign for a while, and it was retrograde through that sign, too. So it stayed there for, I don't know how long, I mean, about mm, seven, eight months, I think. That's a long time for Mars to be in a sign. But, uh, you know, it, it it takes on a lot more energy when it's in its own sign. And, you know, it, it's just, it's been about you know, fighting and, you know, and all this other stuff that, you know, we just can't take this stuff anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. You really can't. But at the end of the year, there's going to be a thing called a Pluto return. Now, everything else right now, astrologically, we're going to have our, our new moons and our full moons, and we're, every six months we'll have eclipses. But uh, and it, those tend to be rather reactive and they can activate things within a person mm-hmm. but but for a bigger bigger feature or a bigger scenario a pluto return is the end of 247 years <laughs> we haven't been on the planet that long yeah. you know and we haven't been a country that long either so because this affects everybody this isn't just you know our state or another state it's the whole country so, so what are you predicting, then, for that Pluto return? Well, Pluto has to do with death and transformation, you know, and so it could mean, you know, I hope it isn't, today is not a continuation of that. I'm really hoping not, but um, since Trump will be out of office, I don't think so, but it could be other things. It could be the pandemic. It could be anything. You know, I'm thinking the pandemic will probably go away fairly soon mm-hmm. now that we've got a vaccine for it. But um, the Pluto return, it's so hard to say what it's going to be. I mean, if if we knew, we'd make a billion bucks doing this. <laughs> but but um, uh, Pluto is highly unpredictable, um, and it usually energy starts surfacing several months before it actually happens. Mm-hmm. It happens at the end of this year, then into next year, and. It's when Pluto reaches 27 degrees of Capricorn. That is the degree that Pluto was in when we first started this country on July 4th, 1776. Huh. Wow. Yeah, and so it's a return, goes all the way around the zodiac, and it comes back to itself uh, in the chart. So it's hard to say um, what it will have to do with the house it's sitting in. And I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if I have an actual chart chart for it. I have a solar yeah. chart, which doesn't involve a birth time, but um, it 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 can mean because it's in the sign of Capricorn. The opposite sign is Cancer, and so Cancer is our country. We are a Cancerian nation. So this could be really heavy duty stuff that mm. we hit upon. So okay. it's really hard to say. Really hard to say. Now, have you we, noticed anything in, in individual charts as far as that timing goes? Oh, sure. Yeah, if they've got something, 
Well, yeah, I think about Donald Trump's chart, and that's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> he has Saturn and Venus at 25 and 23 degrees of Cancer. So, I mean, Pluto is exactly, has been exactly opposing that for a while. And so he's had a lot, really kind of a downturn in his popularity in the last six months. So, and which we can attribute to a lot of things. But, you know, basically Pluto is about power, how it is held, how one holds it, and how either one utilizes it to empower somebody else, or they basically run over the top of them and, uh, and you know, basically overpower the person. Mm. So um, it depends on the person who has it and how evolved they are. Okay. Yeah, And now, what would you say about uh, everyone saying we're in the age of Aquarius? When, when did that start? Well... There's a lot of theories on this. I've read a lot of opinions on Facebook of all of astrologers that I know, and they think that this may be a ushering in right now with uh, Saturn and Jupiter just moving into Aquarius a couple of weeks ago when we had the grand conjunction out there in the sky. Mm-hmm. That was basically just after those two planets went into that sign, and they reached a conjunction in the sky. But it so happens that declination-wise, the meaning that if you look out from our point of view on Earth, look straight out into the heavens, you can draw a line straight out. If it's at the same declination, the planets are going to be on top of each other sort of like the North Star was when, you know, when Jesus was born. But, but yeah, there's a big story behind that, but I won't tell that right now. But um, (laughs) that's a fun story, actually. But when a planet is sitting in approximately the same part of the sky as the other planet, they are going to look like one planet, which basically Saturn and Jupiter looked like a couple weeks ago. But we didn't see it. Hmm. So anyway, yeah. And so, well, I want to get back into that, but we are going to take a break. But everyone stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny up next. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to talk about the COVID-19 vaccines. Aside from the adverse reactions to both brands of vaccine that you may have already heard about, which have included headache, fatigue, an allergic reaction and pain at the site of injection, There have also been some dermatologic reactions reported as well. In fact, according to the American Academy of Dermatology Association, during a vaccine trial with the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, three people who had an adverse reaction also happened to have recent dermal fillers. Of these three, two had filler placed in their cheeks. One had dermal filler just two weeks prior, while the other with cheek filler had it six months before receiving the vaccine. The third person with a history of lip injections developed lip angioedema two days after receiving the vaccination. In all three cases, the localized swelling was said to resolve after a treatment with antihistamines and also steroids. According to the FDA, the localized swelling occurred due to an inflammatory reaction from an interaction between an immune response after the vaccination and dermal filler. Plastic surgeons have explained how the immune system ramps up after receiving the vaccination, and therefore this is a possibility, just as it is with any type of flu shot or any other vaccination. Doctors say while this is a possible response, it hasn't appeared to be life-threatening and therefore should not deter you from getting the vaccination if you have facial filler. You still have a choice on whether you would like to get it or not. 
If you decide to get it, doctors say just to monitor yourself really well and also call the doctor who injected your fillers immediately if issues should arise. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end, so it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having forensic astrologer Eileen Grimes on my show. And if you would like an astrology reading, feel free to call and give Eric your date, time, and place of birth. So, Eileen, we were talking about the age of Aquarius. So how does the age of Aquarius differ from the last age we just came through? Oh, it's like night and day. Um, age, of, age of Pisces, which has been going on for 26,000 or so years before this, has been about the discovery of Jesus and, you know, people um, that are spiritual, the spiritualist movement, um, it's uh, birth of religion, it's all that stuff, you know, as anything that's Pisces under the jurisdiction of Pisces has come up to the top of the bowl, basically made itself known so that we can look at that and see what we feel about it. Hmm. So, but the other thing about Pisces is, is there tends to be um, a situation where, um, if you are not looking at things in a realistic light, you tend to get, you know, kicked from behind. So Pisces does tend to idealize things. You ought to know you're a Pisces. You told me that today. So yeah. now, I can, now I can use it on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they tend to, you know, making up truth or looking at things through rose-colored glasses, that kind of thing. So um, when that happens, we have to adjust our, our way of thinking and our way we view things. So we see things at a real physically active, you know, um, realistic level. Okay. So, um, and, and because it's now, I think we're starting in it again with Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter would definitely, and Saturn would be an indication of it, something starting right away. But it, it has to do with 
you know how we how we see things, how we hear things. I don't want to bring our 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 guy into it again, but he hasn't had a really good track record doing dealing with reality that well. So you know that's definitely a part of the past of the age of Pisces, okay. and the and the Aquarius part is we're all moving into a much more of a galactic time where we're all uniting together to figure out our problems, mm. you know, rather than doing it separately. Yeah. So it's very human humanitarian oriented. It's very um, it's celebrating the differences between you and everybody. You know, if you notice all the stuff that's going on in the in the cabinet, and and uh, you know, we elected a um, a senator last night who was a who was a uh, minister for, and black minister from Georgia. I mean, geez, mm-hmm. that's so Aquarian. That's not even funny, <laughs> you know. So I mean, when we're embracing our differences, right. which is basically what Aquarius is, which is something that we really need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. In order to survive, we really need to do that. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's coming along at the right time. That's good. So, yeah. Well, let's go ahead. We've got a caller on the line. We've got Kelly okay. in Bellevue. Kelly, are you there? I am. All right. Well, what? Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. And okay. I just, I just want to double check. Eileen, you got her information? I don't have it. Somebody needs All to right. give it to well, me. She was born on January 29th, 1964. Oh, January. Okay, I got, I'm typing with one twenty ninth. I'm typing with one finger. Uh, <laughs> and that was in it's Spokane. Okay, uh, January twenty ninth. What year again? Nineteen sixty four. Sixty four. Okay, you're born not old, the, Kelly. <laughs> oh, you're born the year of the dragon. How neat. Okay, and then do you know your time of birth? Nine o'clock a.m. A.m. Okay. A.M. Okay. I hate doing this with one hand. Okay. A.M. Okay. I'll be all right, though. I can do this. Okay. And you're born in Spokane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on just a second. Should just be one second here before I get it up. S-P-O. Okay. And while she's doing oh. that, do you have a particular question in mind? Okay. Just what does the next year... What is What's that going on for next for year? Okay. <laughs> all righty. What's next year? Okay, you are an Aquarius, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and um, <laughs> oh man, you got a year <laughs> coming up for you. <laughs> okay, um, your sun in degree is eight eight Aquarius, and Uranus is approaching the square to that. What that means is Uranus is your ruling planet of your sun sign. Uranus is the the planet of sudden changes. So the point where let's say you're in a situation where you are um, held back or you wish somebody that holds you back, you are simply going to go, I'm sorry, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm out of here. So you'd be bucking up against a lot of authorities that are around you that are trying to keep you stuck in one place. So that's actually happening right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you also have a moon in Leo. Okay. You're born right on a full moon. That's cool. So I hope you do things that get you out in front of people, sort of like, a you know, being a little star somewhere, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you work for, do you work for like a, you know, a theater company or something? I don't. Oh, I, I bet you wish you did. 
<laughs> yeah. And you have Pisces rising, too. That's cool. Okay, so you're very intuitive. Um, you look up to people and you can pick up their stuff instantly. You have, One of the things you have to watch out for is being overly um, psychic and overly sensitive to people who have stuff that's going on that could be kind of, you know, toxic for you. So one of the things you have to do is, is figure out a way to shield yourself when you meet people. So that especially if they seem a little bit tough on you, and you'll know, you'll know mm-hmm. darn well. You meet them, you go, oops, I'm feeling this about them. So that's that's very important. But, you know, you do have this drive to make a difference in the world, to help people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, working in some sort of capacity that helps, like a nonprofit organization or something that it just helps everybody. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, that's basically it. And let's see, what else is going on here? Oh, what other transits are you How about having? love life? Love life. Okay. Um, it looks like with Pisces on the Ascendant, you have Virgo on the seventh house. That's the house of relationships. So that kind of makes you somewhat quite quite critical, but not really critical of somebody. You, you have a really high level of... Um, of a particularness, you know, you aren't going to accept just anybody. You do have a, a I would say that you have a list of 20 questions that the person has to answer. <laughs> 30. You know, it's all, okay, good. You know, and, and if they pass that, they're on to the next step. But you have a really strong, um, strong high level of integrity in yourself that you don't want to just to accept anybody who walks in the door. You've got to give them a, you know, give them a good questionnaire. I mean, question them about every part of their life because mm-hmm. you are detail-oriented, so that would be a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Thank Any other questions? Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for calling Thank you. in, Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything you said was absolutely true. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Do something with that moon and Leo. Do something. Get out. See a show or be in a show. One of the two. Okay. I will. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Eileen, can I ask you, why is it important to read the sun sign, the moon sign, and the rising sign? Why is it important to know all three? Oh, you know, that's important. I think uh, when astrologers do a reading, that's one of the places we start, is the sun and the moon and the rising sign, because all three of those parts are essential parts of ourselves that we need to kind of hone in on. So the sun sign is your identity, basically. It's where you shine. You know, the sun sits right above our heads, you know, and it's sunny and it's warm. Well, that's the part of us that, you know, shines within ourselves. So no matter what our sign is, we have to take on the attributes of that sign and and really go with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, Pisces has to be more universal and has to be quite spiritual and all that. So that's essential. It's essential need for us because the chart... When you get right down to it, and I keep hearing these wonderful quotes that I've heard from my teachers, but a chart, a friend of mine, actually my teacher, Noel Till, who is fabulous, <laughs> he died on his birthday last year. It was just horrible. Oh, so wow. anyway, um, basically he said a chart is a chart of needs. That's it. You know, and I just said, oh, that's so simple, but yet it's so profound because the moon in your chart are your emotional needs, what you need to feel secure and stable. 
You know, so wherever your moon is and whatever sign it's in and what house it's in is going to tell us a lot about what makes you feel really good about yourself. Away from your shining life as a sun sign, sun sign is more where you shine. Mm -hmm. But at home, you're basically at home doing what your home stuff. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so that's the important thing about integrating the moon. The moon is, I think, basically, I look at the moon first, then the sun and the rising sign. Oh, the do? moon is, like, okay. super important to, to integrate that. If you haven't integrated it, the rest of the chart falls apart, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just super important to pay attention to what's going on with you emotionally. So, and it has to do with your mom, how you are parented, and all that stuff. So... And then the rising sign is more your personality, how you physically look. You know, so if you're somebody like you and me, me and Sakura both have Leo rising, so we have a wonderful head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Typical, yeah, and we take really good care of it with the best hair products, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, and it, it's the mane of a lion. A lion has a wonderful mane, you know, and the way they, they growl and they and they roar, you know, and and we tend to walk around with the best best possible posture and um our personality is rather theatric quite honestly <laughs> you know and so i saw your pictures by the way well that makes sense you know <laughs> now that i know you're leo rising you know all right well with that we're going to go to a break everyone stick around for more love from the hip goodbye to hi We are Sacred Medicine Mamas, and we are on a mission to help people heal and feel better through a variety of holistic wellness practices. We offer holistic wellness services for busy people who are ready to achieve optimal health. We are a health and wellness clinic and a community of empowered people finding true healing and health. We are not only practitioners passionate about people's health. We, too, are busy professional people. We have been where you are and we have experienced similar health issues. This is why we love working with people just like you to help you find true healing of your own. We offer services including chiropractic, massage therapy, weight loss and nutrition, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, yoga and fitness. Virtual sessions are available. Book an appointment with us today by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com or call 541 Six three nine four five seven five. That's five four one six three nine five four seven five. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. 
This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U. URASkinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having forensic astrologer Eileen Grimes on my show. Well, Eileen, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. We've got Elizabeth waiting patiently for us. Elizabeth, are you there? Okay. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Okay. And Elizabeth, are you there? Oh, hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi there. No problem. So nice to talk to you. Okay. Eileen has your information. So what is your question for Eileen? Well, my question just is kind of vague, but I'm feeling like I need a change. I want a change. I'm looking for a change. Is there a change coming? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. I'm still running your chart off, but don't worry about it. Evanston. All right. All right. Now let's take a look at you. Okay, you're Virgo. And it looks looks like you have Pisces rising with Sagittarius moon. Oh, what you should be doing with your life? Oh, my God, what a great opportunity you have here. You know, you have your uh, moon at the top of the chart next to the north node, which tells me that this is the way your soul is passing through. And what I would suggest you do is, number one, two things. Get on a plane first thing, and then go to a place you've always wanted to go, where you maybe want to have a pilgrimage of some kind, some sort of spiritual thing that happens, and then you write about it. Ah, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it's a really simple formula, but it really does have an impact. You have a strong need to get out and get on the plane and go somewhere, anywhere in the world that you're attracted to going to. And it really has nothing to do whether or not you go to a place that has sun, you lay in the sun. That's not what you do. You want to get out, see the scenes, see how it connects with you deep down. I know that when I took a, a trip to Hawaii one time, that hits me in my something. You know, and I had amazing experiences over there, spiritual experiences. And there's a dog there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> puppy. <laughs> that was cool. I love it. He doesn't really not an important call. <laughs> yes, I know. He wants to speak. Anyway, so you you have this moon. And, and see, the thing of it is that your moon up there says you can do this for a living. And also, you would probably be a real good idea to have many ports in the storm out there where you go and have homes all over the world. Does that sound wow. attractive to you? That That is a good change. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. th- 
Thanks for calling in, Elizabeth. Thank you. All right. So, Eileen, I want to ask you, you you see couples, is that correct? What's that? You see couples, is that correct? Oh, yes, I do couples. Uh huh. So what are some ways in which astrology readings can help couples? Oh, gosh, I can't, can't even tell It would take me forever to tell you about this. But <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to briefly say it, even though I tend to go on and on. But um, it, it basically, a, a, a relationship reading would be I mean, reading for both people, reading their chart individually in front of the other person so they can hear what it is that their person is like. And then, you know, and then at the end we do a dual chart, chart which is called a composite or a relationship chart, to see how well they've been paired up together and what they have to learn by being together. So, um, and that's a three-hour-long consultation, so mm. it's really cool. But it, it, there's an amazing amount of information to be gotten. Um, basically, if you have certain problems in your relationship, you can fix it with astrology. Oh. You know, it usually has to do with one or two planets in conflict with each other, and you have to just work through the conflict and realize that's there for you to do. So, um, yeah, it's it's really quite an amazing... Um, and is that the same uh, way it works, too, then, with parents and children? Oh, yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, and the thing about, too, is that parents and kids and grandparents is that you will see things that are handed down you know, astrologically to kids from parents. Mm-hmm. Now, one time I did an analysis for a four people in the family that were four generations, and they all had the same thing in their chart. They were all born on each other's Saturn return mm-hmm. <laughs> at 29 years old, and bam, here comes this kid, and then they were a new sense of responsibility, which is Saturn. So, yeah, all of them were all born on their Saturn returns. Wow. Grandmother grandmother, great-grandmother, you know, mother, and then child. Hmm. Yeah, okay. it's amazing. And yeah. then do we also see, so you said you said lessons, so we also yeah. see our lessons in our charts. Sure, absolutely. Lessons come in the form of conflict because that's the things that give us the most growth. Mm-hmm. And those are the squares, oppositions, and conjunctions, basically, that are aspecting in the chart. And we can't you know, change what's coming in, but we can prepare, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, you know, so they're transit. You can see what's coming into a person's life very soon and, and actually help the person get used to the energy when it comes in because if, you know, if they don't know what the heck it is, then it can be very confusing for them. But if they know they have work to do, then they do it. So, yeah. Really is, you know, it's a good way to prepare for it. Okay. And I bet now you've been doing astrology for so long that you can really pick up on someone's sign without them even telling you. Yeah, um, it, it pretty much, I sometimes test myself. You see, <laughs> if somebody comes on TV, I go, I bet he's got, you know, and I go, well, and then I go look up a chart, and I go, well, there it is. It's either the sun, moon, or the rising sign that I guessed right. So, I mean, not all the time, but it's kind of fun to do that. Okay, but, that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can my listeners learn more about you or and your show and also book a session? Okay, you can contact me. Here's my phone number, 206-816-0546. You can go to my website at Eileen Grimes, E-I-L-E-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S dot com, or you can go to my JupiterRisingShow.com or JupiterRisingShow.com, and you can contact me there to talk about the show. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for being here today, Eileen. 
You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. And thank you to Eric, my fabulous producer, KKNW, and my new affiliate, KBKW, the talk of Grays Harbor, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next week for another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil with my co-host Rory Reich. And stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.